State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Michigan State Champs Poolside Podcast. I'm Sarah Davis here with my co-host, the swim coach at Bloomfield Hills High School, David Jolkevsky. This podcast is brought to you by Lawrence Technological University. To learn about some exciting events that LTU has coming up, visit ltu.edu and click on Future Students. There you will find information about upcoming events and tours, program information, and much more. Visiting a university is a huge part of finding the right college for you. But due to COVID, it has been a lot more difficult to visit campuses this year than ever before. Don't worry, LTU is offering virtual tours. Find those under future students. Poolside is also brought to you by the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. This podcast will be highlighting everything swim and diving related, focusing on the girls and boys seasons. So tune in every week for more. So in this episode, we're actually going to be highlighting the co-host David Jolkevsky. He recently received a very big award. The Michigan Interscholastic Swim Coaches Association awarded David the Matt Man Award. And this award is presented annually to a swim coach who demonstrates continued leadership, contributions, and service to the Michigan high school swimming. In order to be considered for this award, a person must have coached interscholastic swimming for at least five years in Michigan with above average success and have demonstrated leadership at the local, state, and national levels. So David, first of all, congratulations on receiving this award. Last week, Darren mentioned all of the strengths that you possess and how deserving you are of this award. So just as you're shaping athletes, who are some of the people that have helped shape your coaching style? I I think every coach uh, I've I've crossed paths with has has left a pretty positive, you know, uh, impression on me. Uh, Certainly our guest last week uh, was a a huge, huge uh, influence on me. Uh, You know, Darren Miller was one of my first coaches as a a 10-year-old, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, use fins and get myself into a speedo and, you know, just figure out what swimming was all about. And, um, he just opened up a whole nother world for me. Uh, you know, taught me all the basics, all the fundamentals, the skills and everything. But, uh, I learned a lot about being a teammate, you know, and and how to work with a team and how to, you know, focus on my goals. So, you know, Darren really paved the way and, and helped form that strong foundation for me. Um, I think my club coach through high school, um, Scott Teeters out of Ole was a huge piece of me taking that next step, uh, showed me how to, you know, perform at an elite level, make it to state finals and nationals and um, was just a great coach for me. I uh, just I owe a lot to him to, to get to college and, and get to the levels I did. Um, 
I think Peter Lynn out of Eastern Michigan University, head coach for a long time, just retired a few years ago. Probably one of the smartest guys I know. Uh, just amazing when it comes to the ins and outs of running a team and formulating training patterns and different training cycles. And, you know, even just, you know, trying to manage and strategize all the great things, you know, in our, our three years, we were there, we won three conference titles and uh, lost one, unfortunately, but uh, three of those years, uh, one year that we lost two years that we won, it literally came down to two or three points, six points, the one year and 20 and another. I mean, it's to see him do that year in and year out. Um, probably one of the best educations I ever received, uh, you know, sitting in his office every day, just learning about why we were trained in certain ways and why he wanted certain athletes to do certain things. It was, it was incredible to see that. Um, I think outside the coaching world, uh, I think my biggest influence, um, I guess would be two, uh, but you know, I, I went through private school my whole life and, and the Christian brothers at De La Salle, uh, were awesome. Um, you know, they, you know, the, the motto there is builders of boys, makers of men. And they truly did that. They, they taught us how to be, you know, responsible and productive and, you know, positive contributors to society. And, um, I just saw how they devoted their lives to educating us and everything they did for us. And I know they've, they've had some rough times the last couple of years, but uh, that does not take away all the special and just incredible things they do every day. So, uh, that, that's still, you know, has left a lasting impression on me and how I approach my students in my classroom and, and my students, uh, you know, and my athletes on the deck. And I, obviously I couldn't, you know, not look out and, and thank my parents for, you know, paving the way for me is, you know, to, to give me all the great things I need as an athlete, um, to help, you know, get me in all the meets and do all those special things. And, and now as an adult and a dad and a parent and a husband, um, I couldn't do it without my wife every day. I mean, all those people have left a great impression on me. So. So when you graduated high school and went to college at Eastern to swim, what was your plan? You know, I, coming out of high school, I, I didn't have the greatest senior year. Um, my times for my junior year were faster. Um, and I was looking at some big name schools and along the way, uh, when, when I got to the end of my senior season, didn't quite have the big time drops that I'd hoped for. And a few schools disappeared. Uh, but Peter Lynn kept calling and wanted to give me an opportunity and a little tough watching some of my teammates from my club teams going to some other programs. But, uh, looking back on it, I, th I think my, my one regret is I didn't say yes sooner. Um, I didn't go on any recruiting trips. Um, I just, I said, yes. And it was after I graduated, it was like June. Um, but I, I wanted to swim in college. I wanted to have that experience. I knew there was more to, to, to be had from swimming and, um, getting that chance when I got there was phenomenal. Um, I went in a little bit more relaxed knowing that my senior year wasn't the best. And within days I, I knew I'd made the right decision. I knew I'd be there for four years and I knew I wanted to do everything I could to make myself a better athlete and, and to be part of that team. If, if you ever walk on that pool deck, you know, the men's team is no longer there, but um, all the banners hanging in the ceiling, all the pictures on the wall, it's, it, it's just amazing to see that. Uh, and to know that I'm part of that uh, was you know, just incredible for me, but yeah, just getting into college, I, I wanted to have a chance. I wanted to swim more. I wanted to give more to, to the sport and I wanted to get more out of it. And um, I got everything I could. It, it was a, a blast. We had so much fun doing it and I learned a lot along the way. So at what point in your life did you decide that you wanted to become a swim coach? Probably junior, sophomore, junior in college. Um, I'm, you know, I, I teach computer science, computer aid design. That was kind of always my thing. Um, you know, I like, you know, working with my hands and stuff like that and was kind of leaning towards the tech world. And um, 
I started coaching a little bit in the summers at Ann Arbor Country Club uh, with a an Eastern alum, Todd Brunny, who's out at Celine now, and he gave me a chance. And um, just looking at what what all these folks were doing in my life to make me a better athlete, and then I realized I could teach some of that technical stuff that I enjoyed doing, and started taking a few classes and had a blast. And uh, kept coaching in the summer through college, and kind of cemented it that I wanted to you know, be on the pool deck for a long time to come and, and keep working with athletes and give back all those great things that so many people had given to me. I know it's so funny. We go through college and then we go, well, we go through high school and then we go through college. We think we have this plan. And then it's like right before college finishes, Oh, change of plans. I want to do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, I'm fortunate. I, I got very lucky. I got to student teach uh, in the district I am now and I've never left 22 years later. So uh, to, to have a smooth transition out of an athletic career into a, professional career and have a lot of good good people here and a lot of good programs to build and work with it's been fun yeah just like they say if it's meant to be it will be and what important life lessons has swim has coaching swim taught you um yes this was interesting i was was thinking about this one quite a bit um you know you got to roll with the punches you got to be ready for anything um I'm very type A, very structured and organized. Certainly these last seven months have taught me you gotta gotta be ready to change on the fly. But you know, over 22 years, um, every athlete has has left a mark on me somehow. Um, certain teams more than others. Um, but you know, you learn to get the best out of the team you have. Uh, you know, it's a great part about high school. You know, we're not recruiting, we're not paying free agents or trying to trade people. These kids are here because they love it, and you've got to give them that opportunity and that environment. And even if there's something I want to do and want to focus on, I can't always do that. I have to get the best out of the athletes I have. You know, if that means we're a freestyle team one year and a, you know, a stroke team the next year, we got to focus on diving more another year. You know, you just really got to roll with those punches um, and just be adaptable. I think that's, that's another big one for me and uh, be ready for the long hours. I mean, there's days I, you know, we're, we're out the door at four fifteen in the morning and, you know, I, it, it's been tough this week with league me, you know, telling my two little ones, you know, I, I'll probably see you for breakfast tomorrow, you know, and, um, I'm looking forward to being home here in the next couple of days to be with them some more, but I know that those long hours are paying off for my athletes here. And it's, uh, something I've, I've learned. You just got to keep doing, you got to keep putting in the time. As we've discussed in the previous weeks, coaching these athletes is a lot more than just coaching them in swimming. We're helping to shape their personalities, their work ethics, and helping to, to encourage discipline in multiple areas. What are the most important things that you personally focus on with your boys and girls teams? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, time management, scheduling, that type of stuff is, is critical right out the door. Um, you know, the girls are giving up the end of their summer and we've got to help them get into a good school year. Um, so disciplining ourselves to be, you know, take care of that schedule. You know, I think you learn year in and year out that when you've got 10 or 15 minutes that you can get some homework done, you have to do it. And you don't always have the time to, have as big of a social life as you want. So sacrifices are really important for us. Um, I always try to have a roadmap for the girls and, and for the boys too. And I coached the boys a couple of years back. Um, you know, we set goals early. We reevaluate those goals throughout the course of a season. I think it's critical that, that they have short-term goals and long-term goals. Um, you know, those are probably the biggest ones. Um, and, and I think we've brought it up a few times, but just loving what you do every day. I mean, you're staring at a black tile you might see a hair tie on the bottom of the pool or a hairball every once in a while. But uh, other than that, you're getting limited social interaction and you got to love what you do. And you got to, you got to be thinking while you're doing it. Um, whether it just be knowing your stroke count or your time, there's gotta be something that's engaging you um, for as much as you just want to 
you know, maybe process your day or sing a song that's not going to get you any faster. So we, we try to, you know, give the kids something to think about every day, uh, try to focus on the main set and not too much, just one or two things. Sometimes we have times on the board for them to focus on or, you know, specific skill or technique. So we try to get that, you know, every single day. And, and now as we roll into league meet, um, you know, we've just been fine tuning it and they don't have to think much if we've been thinking all season. Before we get to the next question, the MHSAA is promoting one of the most popular scholarship opportunities. The Michigan High School Athletic Association has teamed up with the Farm Bureau Insurance to present 32 $1,000 scholarships. They're looking to highlight the positive impact that athletics and activities outside of school have on the total education of high school students. Are you interested in applying? Visit the MHSAA website and click on the Student Athlete Award page. The applications are only available in a digital format and can be found on the Scholar Athlete Award page or directly at www.mhsaa.com scholarship. Be sure to check this out. The application deadline is December 4th at 4 p.m. Nearly 2,000 of the state's top student athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar Athlete Award, underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $1,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And so League Meet started yesterday and will continue all the way into Saturday. How does this year look different from previous years? Just, yeah, I mean, this has been very unique. For I think the biggest one you'd notice is um, just the structure of the meet. You know, we usually do all swimmers prelims on Wednesday, diving prelims Thursday, and then championship finals Friday. Um, this year we went um, to try to socially distance, keep things down, keep the number of bodies on the pool deck down. Uh, we went with a all diving Thursday, sorry, or sorry, Wednesday. So our divers have been done. Um, they, you know, our, our divers here at Bloomfield did a wonderful job for us the other night, really proud of their accomplishments. So they, they finished up, um, two days ago. Uh, yesterday we ran, um, I've, I've just been calling it non-scoring. Uh, each league has to, you know, you determine how many kids are eligible to score. So, uh, we've just called it our non-scorers. They swam yesterday and, um, had about, uh, 64 athletes on the deck at Oxford, um, I know Seahome, um, they were right around 100. Both, some of those teams in the OA right are a little bigger. And the blue division down at Royal Oak, they were a little bit smaller. Um, but you had your non-scores last night. And then tonight is um, your scoring swimmers. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be right around 100. And like I said, Seahome a little bigger with the red division and Royal Oak, maybe about the same size as us. But that's the biggest one. Um, some, some leagues tried to do a prelims finals like they used to. And that was either greatly modified or in some cases completely canceled. As I know some of our athletes are scrambling right now, they won't have a league meet next week. They've got to try to reshuffle based on their original plan. So I think the structure is the biggest part um, that that's the one we've had to get the kids ready for the most. It was, it was tough last night. We, we swam very, very well. Our, our non-scoring girls swam lights out, had a lot of good time drops. We won, you know, the, not that they were giving out points or medals last night, but they won the relays. They, we won all, but like one event, they, they dropped so much time, but when the meet ended, it was just so quiet and we didn't have the whole team there. You know, the divers weren't there. The, all the coaches weren't even there and it was tough. You know, and I, I told them, I'm like, look, come back Saturday morning. All right. Our state teams will be getting ready Saturday morning. Come in. We've got to do something as a team. And, um, you know, for tonight, 
we're going to miss those girls because they really set the tone. I mean, your C relay, your D relay, your fifth or sixth, you know, whatever swimmer sets the tone for these kids. And so that, that was tough. I mean, that, that's the one I think you noticed too, you know, just not quite the same feel. Um, and then just a lot of intangibles, you know, you, you start to realize some of the, some of the roadblocks we went through and you realize that we didn't quite get everything out of it, or maybe we didn't get things out the way, the exact way we wanted to. That's, that's been tough watching some of the races last night going, Ooh, I thought we worked on that a lot. And you just, Oh, you know, we missed a couple of days here. Practice had to be shorter. So you, you see a little bit on the performance side, but um, I'm pleased with how we got stuff out of it. So other than the the structure and stuff, I, you know, we, we've tried to keep the same environment for the kids. And with the end of the girls season approaching, what are you hoping to accomplish as a team to finish the season out? Well, you know, first of all, I mean, we, we always tell the kids just, you know, we want to be the best team we can be. You know, we want to swim great. We want to dive great, but we also want to be, you know, good sports. We want to, you know, have, you know, good morals and values about how we handle things, how we handle our opponents and ourselves, how we handle, you know, success and defeat. Um, so we, we push that a lot. Um, for the girls, I, you know, I want the fastest times they can get. Um, that's, they've been working hard for it. They're sacrificing a lot of hours. So I want the most for them in, in their races. Um, and as a team, uh, it's going to be fun tonight. Um, you know, some coaches love, we, we get psych sheets when we put in our entry. So it lists the fastest to slowest swimmers and divers and we score it out. And even though it doesn't mean anything, we score it out. You know, it's just something to control the nerves. Um, we're going to have a great little battle with Stony Creek tonight in our league. Um, and I know there's some good battles going on around, around the OA as well. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun with Stony Creek. Um, it's a very, very close meet going into the night. Um, we got to go make it happen now. Um, and I know like Seaholm and Adams and Groves are doing the same because they've got to get ready and do this, do it in a couple of weeks at, at state meet. And all three of those teams are going to be at state meet again. So, um, for us as a team, I, I, I know the works there and we might not have gotten every little bit out of it this year, but I, I hope those ladies can jump in and celebrate tonight. Um, it'd mean a lot for, for them. I know it'd be a nice way to end the season. Are there any swimmers that we should be on the look for? Are there any swimmers we should be on the lookout for this weekend? Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in our division, um, you know, at the OA white division, you're, you got some good races. Um, uh, Brooke Thompson, who's a sophomore for me right now and uh, Jenna Fistler out of Oxford, they're going to be going head to head in two events. These are, you know, you got a senior in Jenna and then you've, uh, Brooke's just a sophomore, but they went head to head last year at league meet and state meet. They're going to do it again this year. Same events, 100 and 200 freestyle. Uh, there'll be, there'll be some amazing swimming on the back of the relays. I, I know, I know where Brooke's at on our relays and I'm, I'm guessing Jenna will be right there next to her. Uh, so there'll be some great racing there for us. Um, and, you know, looking at the OA red, um, Seahome's got some awesome sprinters. If you take a look at their 200 free relay and 400 free relay, just in their league, they're, you know, leaps and bounds ahead. And, uh, you know, the Clifford girls are doing great. Um, I think you'll see some great swims out of them. And a lot of them have their state cuts just because of the division they're in and, and stuff like that. But keep an eye on Adams. watched her swim last year at state meet when Adams was up in D1. And that's a special, special athlete. So I'm looking forward to seeing what, what she can do this weekend. Um, and down in the OA blue for, for us, um, you know, Roy Oak's doing some great things. Tracy's doing an awesome job with her athletes. Um, you know, and, and one young lady that I've kind of watched throughout her career, I had the pleasure to coach, coach her a little bit. And, and I know her dad personally, um, Lucy Truesdale is going for a state cut tonight in the breaststroke. Um, she's right there. So 
looking forward to seeing what she can do there for, for her team. Um, and looking around the league, you got a couple leagues next week. The SEC already swam last week. Um, you can check out some good results there. Uh, I know Brad Jones is doing some great stuff up at Fenton tonight. Their league starts tonight. And um, they're looking forward to some fast swimming. Gracie Olson, uh, she's been on a bunch of stuff. You can check it out on our social media page. Um, but she's a great young athlete. She's already committed to swim and um, just a special kid. So, you know, almost every event you can imagine, she's top notch. So keep an eye out for her tonight at, uh, at their meet. And um, the it cut out right before you talked about Royal Oak, I think whatever athlete that was. So if you just want to repeat that and I can edit it back in. Sure. Sure. So uh, yeah, down in the OA blue um, Tracy has been doing an outstanding job uh, with her, with her team down there. And I know I, I want to say they're probably a favorite or, or right in the mix with it. Um, and one young athlete who I've had the pleasure of working with a little bit, and I know her dad personally, and I, I've seen her grow through the, through the years and, and just become a really good swimmer. And she's going for a state cut tonight's Lucy Truesdale, a uh, great young, young lady. She's just a freshman, uh, but super excited about high school swimming this year. And, and I, I'm wishing her the best tonight. All right, well, that's all the time that we have this week in the Michigan Poolside Swim Podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with more information and swim updates. We'll also review the results from league meets taking place this weekend. So be sure to tune in. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Davis, here with the 2020 Matt Man Award winner, David Jolkevsky. We'll see you next week.